Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We have a special guest in studio. Not that the pigskin isn't special. Pigskin, you are. But Barry Laminex here, all the way from Houston, Texas. And uh, I guess we could have gotten a traffic report from you yesterday. I'm glad you made it. That was a that was a rough deal, dude. Man, I tell you what, I haven't seen any, uh, nine years being a stand-up comic traveling on the road. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That wreck was unbelievable with the hazmat spills and everything, fires and pretty wild. Yeah. 26 miles, I think I counted, of stopped traffic, just not moving. And that was after the detours that I saw. So it, it had to have been at least 30, 35 miles minimum. That's crazy. How long did it take you extra to get here? Uh, it, it added two hours to my drive, six hours from Houston up here to Little Rock. And I was supposed to arrive at f- uh, five o'clock. And I no, I'm sorry. I was supposed to arrive at six o'clock. I got in right at eight. Okay. Did yeah. you go right to the club? Right to the club. Okay. It's the worst feeling in the world. You just oh. walk in, you, you know, just straight to the stage. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun. He's playing the Looney Bin this weekend tonight. Yep. And that's it. And then you're no, leaving. No, we got two shows tonight. Okay. Two shows tomorrow. Okay, great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good we deal. got four shows, four chances to come see. So you got a sports talk background, but you also do stand up. Which came first? You know, they literally happened at the same time. Uh, Super weird, but that's what happens when you don't have a job, when you get laid off from your corporate gig. Wes knows he's got two jobs. (laughs) He's like, let me get two jobs. Yeah. Yeah, we got to make sure, right? You got to back up. I wonder why you were dressed so nice, making the rest of us look bad. I'm not even wearing underwear. Yeah. Yeah, We're completely different. That's why I asked you, do I need to bring pants? No. Um, Do whatever you want. Yeah. I I was laid off. I was sitting at home. I was sad. I was mopey. You know, when when your wife becomes the breadwinner as a man, it, it hurts a little right mm. she gets to have the remote now and pick this stuff I, <laughs> so i was like i gotta do something and uh, i happened to just win a contest in houston for the radio it was weird as that's that lo- i didn't even want to do radio how did that happen my buddy worked at the station i was like hey you should put me on your show i'm funny you know tip you guys know how that goes uh-huh. right you're like bro you're not that funny you don't even know sports like you have stupid takes and that's what he said he was like no nah. he's like i tell you what we have a contest at the station called rock the mic Go win that, and they might give you a chance to audition. So I was like, "When is it?" He's like, two days from now." I was like, "Okay," and I won it. And then they That's were amazing. like, "Yeah," and they were like, "Hey, what we'll do is we're going to give you six weeks on a Sunday show, a two-hour Sunday show. We'll give you six shows, and if you're terrible, just take your prize and go away. And if you're not, you know, seven years later, <laughs> I had I had moved up from a Sunday show to a midday show, and." Yeah, it was amazing. And then about the same time, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try stand-up. I wanted to do it since I was eight years old. So, How do you do it? How do you get into it? A stand-up? Yeah. You just go to an open mic and you start. My advice, like if anybody wants to do stand-up, go and watch first, right? Like go and watch open mics, go and watch shows. And it's kind of like game film, right? If you, if you really want to learn how stuff works, you watch game film. You watch players play. So sure. you watch comics do comedy. And you just, I just studied, and then um, at, at one point I decided, okay, I would go home and write material, and then I would go watch, and then that, that was my advice from a, a buddy of mine now. He's like, just for six weeks, just go watch as much comedy as you can during at night, then go home and write jokes. And then when you're done with that, just go up, and that's what I did. I think I could write a five-minute routine, but I want to remember it. So, And, and taking cue cards up there probably would <laughs> no, not go over well. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't Hacky. take cue cards. Now, there's a, there's a secret trick. I, I have a terrible memory, uh, so I keep my set list on my phone. 
and I set it on the the you know the stool, stool uh-huh. and you keep a drink next to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So tonight or tomorrow, if you guys see me going getting a lot of drinks, I'm not thirsty. I just forgot where I was. Okay. Because when you when you pick your drink up, you look down at your phone. Nobody knows you're checking your set list. That's good. That's right. Do you involve the crowd when you're working? Only if the crowd involves themselves. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's so bad. So many people think, oh, I was helping. No. Like I've, I've been writing these jokes for a long time. I don't need your help. This is my first week, but I made it funny. No, no, you didn't. Not, not at all. In fact, you ruined it for every other paying customer. But you don't like make fun of people in the crowd and be like, oh, what do you do for a living? Uh, no, yeah. I usually don't. Yeah. I, man, I spent too much time writing these jokes. Yeah. I'm huh. trying to do my job. I got you. you know? How long is your set? I do a 45-minute set. Oh, my gosh. I can't no. even imagine. That's overwhelming. I don't even, we haven't even talked for 45 minutes on air. <laughs> no. That's yeah. crazy. When's the best time for you to write? Is there something that gets you in the uh, writing uh, mood or makes you a better writer? It's going to be super creepy in the shower. <laughs> so creepy. You have a waterproof uh, iPad or something? You just... No, it's weird because I'll I will have an idea or maybe an idea will pop into my head in the shower and then I'll just start talking. Like that's how I write. The gotcha. first the first iteration of a joke is I pretend I'm on stage or I'm pretend I'm hanging out with somebody and I'll talk because the way I'm funny, the way I was funny until I started comedy was just kind of being in the moment. And so the best way to be into the moment is create the moment. So I would just be in the shower or when I go running, you know what I mean? I'll I'll just talk to myself while I'm running as if I'm talking to somebody and develop the bit that way. Then I go and write it down. You must be in good it. shape because all my breath is used for breathing Dude, uh, when I'm running. This, look at this body. That's good Does work. Does this body say good shape? I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> no. I can't imagine trying to do anything except for like. I usually think about two things. I think, am I going to die? And then I think, I wonder if that car will run me over so I can stop running. That's the only thing I think about when I run. I mean, I really, I've told Wes a hundred times, like I'm hoping I get clipped one of these days so I can just like sit down for. Well, a minute. you're fit, or you 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 work out, you uh, work out. I run okay. some. But uh, I don't like see? it. Yeah, well, you but don't I run don't the like city. It. I don't run on a track. I run the city streets on the off chance of maybe oh, somebody running. Oh, the hills? Oh no, 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 no. You track no. guy? No, Houston. Houston's are you, flat. You track so. guy? Or are you a uh, treadmill guy? Uh, I'm a I'm a street guy. I'll go run through the neighborhood. Where do you get the majority of your material for your sets? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't see your act, so you don't get just stuck uh, on the she couch. She used to see my act, and then she was like, "You know what? You're not that funny," and she doesn't come anymore. Yeah, she doesn't. She's, she's not even a comedy fan, which is the worst. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's like. I told her I was like you, you, you married you. When we started dating, it was because of my sense of humor. What happened? She was like, she got old. She thought you were hot. That's the thing. No, She's like, you no. know what? Actually, it turns out I just think you're sexy, babe. It's not that you're funny. It turns Listen, out. we all know what dudes have to compensate. You have to. If you're not hot, you better be funny, yeah. right? Or if you're neither, you better have money. Yeah. Exactly. And I just happen to be funny. So funny and money would really be a great combination. <laughs> yes. Barry Laminax joining us in the studio. He's a uh, Houston comic and maybe a sports talk guy again soon. Who knows? COVID uh, not good. At least they didn't take comedy away from you. Yeah. Well, they did though. All the well, bars for and clubs. Yeah. yeah there was. I was right. Back to square one. Did you do again. any outdoor stuff? I saw some of the guys got creative with it. Some people were doing drive-in theater shows, and I was like, I, I can't do that because I don't no like. Connection. I don't like. Yeah, the it, and that was the same thing with Zoom shows. People were doing comedy shows over Zoom. It would be like you know, fifty faces on your screen, but you're sitting in your office and you're and it was like I can't. I like seeing people. I like hearing the laughs. And and then when it did open back up, people had on masks, and you couldn't see whether they were smiling or. Mm. It was just not Grimacing. fun. And, yeah. and I certainly, if I don't like being heckled, I certainly don't want somebody flashing their lights and honking their horn at me at a drive-in <laughs> show. I was like, I'm good. I'll just wait it out. Man. No thanks. That's amazing. What's your wife do? She is a nurse. Yeah, she okay. works in oncology. Oh, you get all kinds of wild stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Do you know Sterner, Clint Sterner? 
I well, I don't know him. I know of him because he is down in Houston, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, we worked at competing stations, and unfortunately, the station I was at, they were we were all kind of jerks. You know, we I ain't gonna lie. It was like, ah, bad boy radio, and so <laughs> so stupid. And one of the one of the main guys on the station, his name was AJ Hoffman. He ended up being our program director, but he was he was just a uh, you know drive time. Uh, what's the best word I could use for it? He was a jerk, and uh, but he also was you a say douche. It's fine. Okay, and he would make fun of Clint because Clint was new to town. Oh yeah, that's just how he was. I would kill him, and he would do an impression of him, which was really spot on. Though. I'd love to hear you know, it. You know, oh, it's amazing. That was amazing. Can we if get him on the phone? I'd love to hear if this. If you're Clint, like you could be mad at first, but then you kind of have to acknowledge that was pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> he would do this whole Arkansas milk thing because I guess Clint was a spokesman for Arkansas milk or something like. I don't Close know. That yeah, I guess I don't know. I missed that one. It was hilarious, but then I was like, <laughs> but now I'm associated with it, so I'm like, if I ever saw Clint, he might punch me in the face. Yeah, I don't uh, think he would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everything I've heard about him is a super nice guy. Oh, he's got a good sense of humor, yeah, okay. and he's got a kid now, too, so he's mellowed a bit. So what about growing up? Who were guys that you, you liked or girls that you I liked? I hate this question now. Okay. Because y'all know what I'm going to say. Bill Cosby. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even mention Deshaun Watson yet. Let's let's oh, get into it. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was my influence, though. We all like Bill Cosby. It's fine. At eight years old, I watched Bill Cosby himself, and I knew I was funny, but I didn't know what that meant or how it translated, you know. And then I watched him do that special, and I was like, "Oh, you mean you can do this in front of people and make a group laugh?" And I didn't even know. But it was at that moment I was like, I, I want to be a stand-up. Con- I want to do what he does. I memorized it. I would, I would do it. And anybody that came over, I would sit them down and do the entire hour. Yeah. Of Bill Cosby himself. You never once and- said though, I want to drug women, right? Never. Didn't occur to you? Yeah, never. Good. That's Come good. on now. Right. Take yeah. the best things from each guy. That's what you want to do. That's it. That's a good move. Uh, okay, so now, go ahead. You want to ask me about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, we all want to hear about this. So <laughs> we had a little bit of a discussion about. Look, I'm not defending Deshaun Watson's uh, behavior, but but. <laughs> He, again, I mean, they have gone over this with a fine-tooth comb and yet yet to be a criminal charge. That doesn't mean he, the civil charges can't be significant and horrific and heinous and all that. So we'll see what plays out in, in uh, civil court. But you guys have the same barber? We do. You have the same cut. Right? Yeah, pretty clean-cut guy, too. A little too. bit. A little bit. So what, what's, this, what's the scoop around? That? I mean, I'll there's no you, better place to get material than a barbershop. Come man, on. I'm telling you. You know, the one thing that he kept sharing with me is, and it surprised me a little bit, because you hear stuff... You know, you only get what you get from the media and from the from the lawyers, what they want you to know. Uh, but one thing that I found really interesting is that during the negotiations, my barber's going to kill me if you ever. No, y'all don't put this on social media. Uh, which is, but he, he said that they when they they countered that they they the big sticking point was an NDA. That was poor choice of words. <laughs> Second time it's happened today on this case. Don't worry about it. Yeah, my, my bad. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was, he didn't want to, Deshaun did not want to sign an NDA because he wanted to be able to tell his side of the story at any point yeah. that he was asked. And, and I thought that was very telling to me mm-hmm. because a lot of times if you're, you know, a young quarterback with everything to lose, um, if you could just make this go away, you know, we, we've seen it in the past with Roethlisberger and Kobe and some of these similar instances where it's like, well, you know what, eventually the public forgives. If you win with enough time, everybody forgives and yeah. forgets. And so you felt like, hey, if, if I just sign this and pay them, and we're not talking about a ton of money that they were asking for. But it, the sticking point was the NDA. I'm not going to sign that and be silenced and not say my side. He believes in his heart I, that he didn't do anything wrong, huh? He does. 
I'm just, like, I'm just thinking about like the New York Times stories to be believed, which I'm sure you've read by now. I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, first of all, I don't know if I can put my feet in my hands and hold that pose very long. <laughs> Do you know the level of confidence that you have to have in yourself as a man? To do the happy baby pose completely naked <laughs> and then just I wouldn't even do orders. that alone. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, and then give out orders. Like, be demanding about it. No. It's really weird. It's a very strange thing. Don't Google happy baby pose. <laughs> then that image is in your mind forever. It well, just... there's nothing wrong with it if you got clothes on, but it's a little <laughs> weird if you're in a massage situation. You heard his lawyer this week, right, Rusty Harden? Uh, Same guy that defended Clemens. He uh, He's like, hey, you know. Uh, you know, lending uh, is not against the law. What do you want from me? Yeah. How did, if that's your defense, I was like, you're Rusty Harden. You're one of the greatest lawyers, not just in the city of Houston, not just in the state of Texas, but maybe the country. And that's your defense? My, the word, Actually, that was comical to me that he would say that. He's like, hey, the way, you know, getting an ending, that's not a crime. That was, I thought that was funny. In fact, one of my buddies uh, he's the matchmaker for the UFC, McMaynard. He's like, we need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> I was like, You're, this is why you are who you are. That's brilliant. But the thing that was disturbing to me about that, that I didn't think was funny, was the other part that he said, which was, and, and making people uncomfortable with what you say in some of your actions isn't a crime either. I was like, but it kind of is, yeah. right? That's that's what this is about now, right? That's the whole that's the whole point of this is his actions and the words and what he did. Well, so. did the women say you're making me uncomfortable? Stop doing that, or did they go along with it? Like this woman freely, ad- yeah, it was weird, but I did it anyway. Yeah, I, I and they I, had a relationship prior to, so she's a bad example because they had a social relationship prior to that. It's not like he walked in off the street and he's like, "Hey, masseuse lady, you want to see what I can do?" Yeah. It's it's so there to me. This case is so interesting because because of the nuance of we're never really going to know, right? You have some evidence, but a lot of this is just hearsay, and and what happens? And I'm I'm always and I've always been this, and I get a lot of flack from from my friends and dudes, but I'm always team believe women, and that doesn't yeah. mean team you know believing women doesn't mean that the guy is guilty. It just means let's let it play out in a court of law. But too often. Uh, we just dismiss what when they say, hey, this happened to me. And we just, ah, well, what'd you do? What happened? So I'm always like, well, let's at least let's just get it where it is now in the court mm-hmm. of law and let's see what happened. And and then the nuance of it comes in and well, I just don't know what to believe. We work with a spa that we help promote, you know, again, big holidays, Mother's mm-hmm. Day, Christmas, whatever. And nobody had to tell me, like, here's appropriate behavior for a massage. Right. I just knew. You just know. Don't get in the happy baby pose. And, you don't and, ask for anything. You just go, where, where does it hurt? My shoulders hurt. Uh, I mean, you know. You just know. I, I was talking to an I athlete. mean, Bob Kraft doesn't know, but I know <laughs> when I go in there what I'm expecting and what I should ask for. I, I was kind of surprised Watson didn't go to the Patriots just for that. I mean, you know, like massage like, buddies. I'm yeah. not saying it's okay, but I got you. I, I got you, fam. Let me teach you, young Padawan. <laughs> Let me show you the ways. Uh, I, You know, it's. I had a, a, a athlete friend of mine tell me, he's like, you know, it's not uncommon for a man to get aroused during a massage. It's it's how you handle it. I was like, I, that just seems, I, but I guess that, I'm about to, I guess that comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it I does. I guess that's, you, you, it's not like you sign up for that, but you know. Here's to me, to me, here's the thing. It's super relaxed. I don't want to go Oh no! Tell us. It's super relaxing. Hold on, slow down. Slow but it's down, not. Talk a little it's not sensual <laughs> to me. Like it's, it's not. not? It, not to me. Like I'm not. I've I'm never. Not, it, I'm. I'm super that relaxed. Never come through my mind. No, honestly, and I. I mean, I guess maybe I was a little surprised, but I was like, it doesn't. It's not like that in a 
And I'm sure most of these places he's going to are legitimate. Like, the place that Bob Kraft was going to, that's what their process was, okay? That's how they did business. Right. Legitimate spas don't do business like that, and it, there's nothing sexual about it. It's very relaxing. It's very, you know, awesome, and you feel amazed when you come out of there, but there's nothing sexual about it. Mm-mm. That's interesting. And somebody brought up the point to me that I I didn't even think about that because in the in the New York Times article, they start talking about the Texans. Houston Texans were kind of in on this. Oh, yeah. If it's true, because they had a they had a room that he could use, and they gave him the NDA for people for for these ladies to sign ahead of time, and you know they were it looks like they're complicit in, yeah. in this. But I, I just I found it interesting that you're a you're a you're a one of the you know best quarterbacks in football, top five. We he can was, argue, but yeah, he was the know. leading pass for the NFL his last year. Yeah, and the, all the potential in the world. Why are you going to an Instagram masseuse? Why are you know if it's legit if this is all above board if you just want to get a good massage, why are you finding your masseuse on Instagram? The Texans could get you world class massage therapist to take care of whatever ails you yeah. or whatever your work you know whether it's your oh, I need my feet or whatever the weird stuff that he asked for they can get you that, but he didn't go that route. And right. To me, that's what's suspicious about. You're this. right. Variety's a spice of life, though. I mean, mm. he's like, you know what? Maybe this, uh, maybe this masseuse over here will do something different. I don't know. I mean, maybe she get that hamstring right. You know, deep down in there, where uh, I'm really. I don't think it was the hamstring right. he wanted to rub. It's in that general area. Uh, give me, uh, give me a thing here. We're gonna have to let you go pretty soon. Okay. You, you can hang out as long as you want. But we got to move on to another thing. You can stick around though. Um, hey, we like you having know, you. I'm good. I'm Barry Laminex with us. If you just tuned in, am I pronounce your last name right? Yeah, Laminex. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. A lot of people added I at the end. I'm like, no, it's not Laminex. Not Laminac. from Houston. I'm born and raised in Houston. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah Family? Were they? They're from Houston. Pretty much. I I don't yeah. know many Laminacs, and I grew up in East Texas, uh, Jacksonville, that area. Okay, yeah. Laminac is just a different name. It's uh, we a lot of our family comes from South Carolina and Alabama and Oklahoma, so yeah. What's Astros your What's fan? your heritage? German. Okay. Huh. Yeah, German. That sounds right. Yeah, Laminac is German. <clears throat> Tell me about the worst time you ever bombed. It's usually in front of my wife when I try a joke on her, and because uh, she just stares at me stone faced. But that's when I know it's a good joke, right? If she laughs, I'm because like, she laughs at like jokes off of a Laffy Taffy rapper. She'll be like, "Babe, listen to this. <laughs> this is hilarious." And then she reads, "I'm like, I'm a professional comedian." And then I'll give her like my closing joke. It's always your best joke. I did that for her. She was like. I don't get it. I was like, okay, this is a good joke then. Yeah, so it's usually in, in front of my wife. That's good. Yeah. Talking down on the nurse. It's nice. <laughs> we'll catch you. Good work. 11.49. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and let uh, see if Barry's got anything else he wants to share with us. See if uh, he, uh, I don't know, got his car fixed and had to share a mechanic with a mass murderer or anything, you know? See if there's any other interesting tidbits he's got for us. Uh, baseball, Carolina came all the way back. Way to go. Pirates, arg, 3-2 over Texas now. So a lot of scoring early on here in the, uh, what town are they in? Nobody knows where East Carolina is, do they? Uh-uh. No one in the whole world. Man. Christian, where's East Carolina? Don't look it up. I don't know. Which Carolina is it in, north or south? North. Okay, what town's it in, Pigskin? East. <laughs> Why doesn't East Carolina have a uh, I know it's own the, state? I, I know it's on the other end of West Carolina. That's all I know. That's all I know. Greenville. Oh, yeah, Greenville. Okay. Very good. All right, uh, 11.50. We're back in a sec.